Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. In my personal life, I am a wife to a dedicated law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm an adamantine yoga teacher, health coach, community betterment advocate, and wellness enthusiast. But what I really like doing is connecting others with tools and resources that bring about health, harmony, and happiness. Whatever this looks like to you, I'm here to offer my own insights and tools from others that allow you to realize your full potential to live mindfully as your authentic best self. Allow me to be a guide in discovering what works for you. Hey guys, back at you today with another guest. Today I have Allie Macadon with me. She is a life coach as well as an adamantine yoga teacher. Imagine that, me wrangling in one of my peers also to to interview. Um, I'm telling you, the group of teachers that James has with him um, supporting adamantine yoga and sharing adamantine yoga is phenomenal. So, so many great individuals that I'm just thrilled that I get to share them with you um, because they're people who have influenced and impacted my life over the years and are even just starting to influence my life like Allie. Um, and I can't wait for you all to to meet them and to continue to experience them uh, through this podcast as I'm experiencing them in life as well. So today I'm talking with Allie about mindset again, and she shares some great insights on using your inner wisdom and discovering what those inner resistances are that we tend to have in life and maybe that are unique to you as a person and how to go about ridding yourself of the inner resistance and welcoming in the inner wisdom and allowing yourself to be present and to use that. And be sure you listen through all the way to the end because she's got some really great gifts for you that we'll talk about a little bit more at the end. But if you want to, you can head over to the show notes page right away and get access to those immediately. Um, Otherwise, we'll highlight those a little bit at the end of the podcast today too. And those show notes for this episode can be found at cairnyogawellness.com slash episode 17. But before we get started with the interview, just a brief little nudge and reminder to leave a rating or review if you haven't done so already. It's how we share this podcast with others, and it would mean so much to me if you could do that and help grow this health, harmony, and happiness movement. It just will take two to three minutes out of your life, maybe less, maybe more, um, but it would really mean a lot to me if you did that. And one more thing, then we'll get right into the show. Have you signed up for the Health, Harmony, and Happiness Movement newsletter yet? If not, you can also do so on the website while you're grabbing your free gift from Allie today. Thanks again for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Allie. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Kathy? I'm wonderful. Um, thanks for taking the time to sit down with me and to chat this evening. I'm super glad you were able to fit this into your schedule. And tell me a little bit more and tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself. 
Sure. Well, it's an honor to be here with you, Kathy, and uh, for anybody who's listening. So my name is Allie Macadon. I am a life coach and certified adamantine yoga teacher. So when I'm not in the studio helping members evolve with their physical adamantine yoga practice, I'm available for one-on-one life coaching. And in my coaching, I integrate yoga philosophy as well as some experiential methodologies for change. Cool. What does that mean? Um, So I'll use things like visualizations or self-inquiry, some things that, like yoga, gives us an experience. And through having experiences, rather than just maybe simply thinking about things, although that can be powerful too, right? Like thinking about things or talking about things, but to give us an actual experience to to make that mind-body unity connection happen. And I think that's where the real powerful change comes into play. Yeah. So what does that look like with an adamantine practitioner? Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right? Because the changes that happen in our physical practice, in our bodies, for example, the more we open up, the less resistance we experience, the deeper that we go into the poses, the more we open up in life, the deeper we go into life. Um, and for for me, really, my adamantine yoga practice, I mean, it does a million things for me, many of which I didn't know it would, um, but it helps me to slow down, to still my mind and to find peace and to find ease with whatever unfolds in that particular moment on that particular day. So it helps you to slow down. And would you say that you're naturally kind of a go, go, go person or elaborate on that a little bit more? You know, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a go, go, go kind of person, but the mind does that, right? Like kind of no matter our personality, whatever our personality is, we all have these minds that are expressions of the human experience that are just like latching onto this and that. And it is fascinating to to meditate and to sit there and observe how sporadic our minds can be so uh yeah that practice just sort of brings it into focus and and so does i would say working with a coach just sort of brings things into focus and allows us to shift our perspective just a little bit to see things potentially very differently absolutely um So how did you find adamantine yoga and how long have you been practicing? Because it sounds like you've been practicing other forms of yoga before adamantine, right? Yeah, so I did. I I think my first yoga class might have been maybe 13 years ago, but it was about two and a half years ago that I found adamantine. And so basically at that point in my life, I was just about to turn 30 and I was addicted to drinking. I was depressed. I had lost my dog recently to cancer. I was filled with apathy and sorrow and I I needed to change. I needed to heal. And my intuition guided me to finding a yoga practice. Something inside of me knew if I'm going to heal, if I'm going to begin to flourish, I need to do yoga. 
I need to integrate a yoga practice into my life. And the universe guided me to adamantine yoga. And so I stopped saying yes to what I call inner resistance, like constantly resisting what I know I need to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and instead surrender to my my inner wisdom. And so that's how I found adamantine. And I have not turned back sense. <laughs> that is beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Did you practice yoga before then? Before mm-hmm. adamantine? You did. You just, it was yeah. other styles and it was just something that you never really committed to yourself to do then. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't very, it wasn't a consistent practice. And actually I was teaching yoga uh, when I had started uh, working with James, when I had become a member of adamantine yoga, I was teaching, but I was not living yoga. Such a not- common thing. Such right? a common thing. And ah. as yo- as a yoga teacher, I come across so many other yoga teachers that that's their MO. Well, I'm teaching, but what are you doing for your practice? And what are you doing to care for yourself? Well, I'm teaching others. And right? that just doesn't yeah. fulfill, does it? No. And I heard you, you mention that in your first podcast episode, right? Yeah. So it's like it's a shared common experience. Absolutely. But- I knew, okay, that's enough is enough. You can't teach yoga and not be living it. That's just disingenuous. It's not authentic. You're not serving anybody, including yourself. So I stopped teaching yoga. I went into adamantine yoga, and I just got really serious about healing myself and about developing a personal sacred relationship with my own practice. And from there, after I began to heal, I began to flourish and and now I feel like I'm I'm thriving. I'm so filled with gratitude and and just joy and health and harmony and happiness. I love it. And you look it too. And you people out there can't see her, but she is just glowing and lovely. And every time I see her, this is how she is. And she's relaxed and I mean it's it's just <sighs> You definitely, I didn't know you before your adamantine transition, but goodness, you do live a yoga lifestyle. Thank you. What do, Now, something that you said a, a minute ago struck me because that living a yoga lifestyle does not look the same for everybody. It doesn't mean that we all sit around and do chants or light incense or candles or whatever it may be. And I think that's sometimes the perception that people have. Mm -hmm. So it can be different for everybody. That's okay. Those things are okay, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like that. And it doesn't have to be like what we do with adamantine either. You can balance it and you can find and pull from various uh, contexts and make it your own, like you said, your own, um, spiritual, your own Mm -hmm. kind of refuge to what you need it to be for you, right? Oh, absolutely. Talk a little bit more about that if you would. Yeah, I think so when I when I say I wasn't living yoga, it's even hard for me to define but I just you you kind of know it intuitively. Like you know, whether or not you're feeling good in life. You know whether or not you're, quote unquote, doing the things you know you should be doing, should being defined by your own inner wisdom. Yes, absolutely. I talk a lot about our inner resistance versus our inner wisdom. And 
basically I felt like I was in a lot of resistance and resistance shows up in many different ways. It shows up as apathy. It shows up as addiction. It shows up as this mean voice that pops up in your head and says cruel things to you like, you're not good enough. You can't do that. You're not ready. Who do you think you are? Um, sometimes it's a subtle voice. Sometimes it's quite loud. But either way, it's you're not living a yoga life when you feel like you're out of alignment, when you don't feel content usually, right? Like we all yeah. have ebbs and flows to our days, to our weeks, to our months. That's normal. But I was really stuck for quite a while. So you know, so, I had a conversation with the student this morning, um, kind of about this same thing. She's feeling really disconnected with herself in a way. And mm-hmm. so I, I coached her through it a little bit, but trying to get to the core of what, what do you feel in your body and feel that you're missing or where is that disconnect coming from? What are you defining as your personal power and how do you take that back? Mm, yes. And yes. how do you um, not rely on others, but rather rely on yourself to create that, I guess? Exactly. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's hard to rely on yourself because it's like, well, for years I relied on myself and it got me into a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but but you were shoving down... You were shoving down your inner wisdom. Exactly. You know, you were quieting it and saying, I don't want to do that. I want to go here and play. And I want to be this fun, I don't know. Right. You know, I I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. I want (laughs) to just play and be free and... Yeah. And it's okay to have some of that. Yeah. But somewhere inside of you, you know what really is your calling and what really is... uh, is is needing to come out from you sometimes it's harder to define than others wouldn't you think and how do you work with clients on defining that and figuring that out mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so it's different for everybody and um, I can't define it for anyone but we work together to figure it out for that person so I always say that you already have everything that you need. There isn't a single thing that we need to add to who you are. In fact, it's the opposite. It, it requires that we, that we get rid of the things that stand in our, in our way from connecting to our, our inner wisdom. Um, what are some of those things that stand in people's way? What are some of the things that stood in your way from connecting with it? You mentioned just um, your relationship with drinking and not leading a consistent lifestyle with what you were teaching others to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some of the things look like um, usually it's it, it's something like apathy or um, just a dis, a discontent in general. And feeling like you're not moving with the flow and feeling like you're always getting to this, um, I don't know, running into something like something's always stopping me. Why am I always, uh, why is there always this issue? Why is there always this issue coming at me or why can't I just get over that hump? 
Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's normal. Um, but I think through things like having a yoga practice and just surrendering to something bigger than ourselves and saying, okay, my intuition is telling me that I need to, for example, get on my yoga mat and just have a practice. And from there, things start to unfold. Clutter gets out of your way, out of your body, out of your emotions, because you're starting to follow or surrender to this wisdom that's inside of you. And it's not always easy. Like when I started with adamantine yoga, I didn't like waking up at 4.30 in the morning and going. But I knew something needed to change. And I just said, okay, okay, universe, here we go. Like I'm going to get out of the driver's seat and, and try something new again and again and again and again until it became a bit easier. How long do you think that took? So, you know, it's a good question. Looking back, I I feel like it took me, well, I like to say that the first year of my practice was about healing. The second year, I began to flourish. And in going into my third year, I feel like I'm thriving. That now, is I know awesome. That, yeah, the journey will continue, and I'm grateful for that, but I feel in a good place finally. That's so wonderful that you are that in tune with it um, mm-hmm. and that, that you can name that and realize that those are the phases that you're going through in your practice. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been possible, you know, the, the journey of healing, flourishing and thriving if it weren't for working with James Miller and the other amazing teachers and being a part of the adamantine yoga community and also working with my life coach. It's super powerful. Cool. Um, do you, when we talk about aligning the body and aligning things so that you feel like you're moving in that flow, other schools of yoga versus adamantine would you agree that adamantine just the systematic approach to it you just you feel aligned you feel like okay it balances me for the day and i'm ready to go right oh absolutely. is that your experience it is it is and it's funny because especially in the beginning i would still dabble around and go to other classes and i still will every once in a while um take another class but almost always i feel like okay but Where's my adamantine practice? Like, right. I still need I still need that. It's yeah. kind of magical in a way. And I'm not saying that because we've all had the conversation, at least us teachers, that like it's not always fun. It's not always easy and rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. But it is kind of magical in the way that it can help you feel back in the flow of things. As long as you stick with it and as long as you're yeah. consistently practicing. Um, I made a commitment to myself for this month that I got to do it six days a week. I have to get back into that and I have to not let myself, let my kids or my family get in the way because that's the time that I need so that I can thrive, um, so that I can better serve them. And in my mind, I know that, but I wasn't fully practicing it because Mm -hmm. when you add a fifth person to your family, it's just tough. Like it's just it's just different. And 
nursing and all that just brings a whole other component. So you don't have the time that you had before. We have the same time. Your time just has to be distributed differently because you are feeding someone else literally from your body. So you have to give that time and you can't do much else during that time. Right. Kudos to you, Kathy, and any other family havers out there, you know, with children who just make it work and continue to show up for yourself. Yeah. It's amazing. That's the thing. That's the thing. You have to show up for yourself. And so how did you do that? How do you show up for yourself every day? I surrender to it. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's funny, you know, cause it's obviously, it's one of the four tenets of adamantine yoga. Mm-hmm. You've got integrity, nonviolence, surrender, and gratitude. And I, before even stepping into the door, knew I was surrendering. I was surrendering to something beyond myself to help me move out of it. Um, and it's pretty apropos because at the time James, uh, had some, small towels that he was giving away that each contained one of the four tenants. And the one that Trina <laughs> handed me was uh, nonviolence. So I was like, oh, that's very apropos because I was completely violent to myself, completely. And it was just this reminder in my face every morning. <laughs> yeah, so, there it is. There, there it, is. it is. Be kind to yourself. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about cultivating that productive mindset. Um, what does that mean to you exactly? So I actually, I Googled it because I was like, what really is the def- definition of prosperity? Uh, so I kind of uh, paraphrased and came up with how, I, how it resonates with me. So I would define prosperity as a state of flourishing or thriving. Isn't that bizarre, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Because... Those literally are the words that I have put into my own journey. And then those were two of the four words that Google gave me. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, okay, prosperity, a state of flourishing or thriving, experiencing wealth either monetarily and happiness or in health. Absolutely. Yeah, so that could look very different for many, many different people. It definitely could. It definitely could. Okay, so... What does that mean in terms of mindset? Yeah, so I think I kind of touched on it earlier where I was saying, you know, we don't need to add anything to our mindset. We don't, we don't need to add anything or learn anything new. Basically, cultivating a prosperous mindset uh, requires the opposite. It, I think that you will experience a prosperous mindset once you're able to stop listening to that inner resistance and instead start aligning your thoughts and your actions with your inner wisdom. Yeah. So how do you go about doing that? Well, um, that's a good question. So it can be a process, right? But let's first, if we could just kind of dive into like, what is inner resistance? What do I really mean when I say that? Yeah. Um, Because it can show up in many different ways. Procrastination, gluttony, sorrow, that self-criticism or apathy. Um, it's that voice that, that says those mean things to you. And when we don't recognize our inner resistance for what it is, it can start to drag us down energetically and start to seep into our 
our minds, our energies, our actions. And so how dangerous that can be, right? Like if you don't recognize it for what it is, then you start to believe it. Right. You start to think that that's who you really are or how you're always going to feel. And you feel disempowered and maybe limited or even unworthy. So um, an example of this. Do you want an example of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I was working with one client and I think I mentioned I do some visualization exercises Mm -hmm. sometimes. And um, basically I did a visualization exercise where I verbally guided her to essentially to meet her future self. And when she was recapping the experience with me, she explained how there was this beautiful journey where she moved from her current location on earth and, and moved beyond these like beautiful green rolling hills to go meet her future self. And when she came toe to toe with her future self, her future self was to hand her a gift. And my clients, inner resistance in that moment popped up and said to her that she didn't deserve that gift. Oh, that's hugely powerful and sad. Right? That was herself telling herself, hey, you're not good enough for this. Right. Even, Even during this otherwise very beautiful experience that she was having, this inner resistance just popped up out of nowhere um, and, and kept tries to, you know, keep her down. Uh, So it's really important that we move beyond believing that. Um, And I'll, I'll give two examples of how we can right away start to move beyond that. Okay. Yeah. Um, The first thing that we can start doing right away is that when you hear that voice of your inner resistance, you observe it as if you're overhearing somebody else's conversation. So distancing yourself from it. So when we disassociate it, that thought from ourself, it's no longer ours. Just because that thought popped up in your mind does not mean you have to accept it to be true. Right. First, we want to disassociate from that thought and just pretend like it's something you overheard somebody else say. Sure. The second thing I would say that we can all start to do right away is so simple, Kathy, and I bet anybody listening to this right now is already doing it, but we kind of forget to do it, so it's more of a reminder. The second thing that we can do to start disassociating from that inner resistance and move closer to our inner wisdom is to breathe. Yes. Just to take a deep... So obvious, right? Right? But breathe intentionally, like take a really deep inhale and a deep exhale. You can even say those words to yourself, right? Just like we do in later stages of our adamantine yoga yoga practice when we add the counting. Um, you can even add the inhale, one, exhale, one. Yeah. And at first, I thought it was excessive. I was like, can't we just say one? And then... <laughs> No, because your mind will leave you between the... (laughs) It will. And, you know, (laughs) even when you're saying inhale one, exhale one mentally, it's still your mind has a tendency to want to go away sometimes, you know? like it's Yeah. (laughs) And that's when you know 
you're not focused, that's when you know your handstand's definitely not going to happen because your mind went oh, yeah. to right. what's happening over there. Exactly. Yeah. So deep breaths. Come back. Come back. So to breathing. Yeah. And disassociating from the thoughts, stepping back, saying, "Is that really true?" Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing that I, I do with my clients a lot is like the self-inquiry. Like, is that true? Is that thought that I had, is it true? Do I need to believe that? What if I've been believing that thought and it's not even true? Right. So here's Ooh. another one. Is that something that your best friend would tell you? And if so, that person's probably not your best friend. And you are, you need to be your own best friend. Yeah. So if you are hearing that and saying that to yourself, you're being violent with yourself. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So we're talking a little bit about inner wisdom. What is your inner wisdom? So another word for inner wisdom that I often use would be your intuition, right? It's like, it's one and the same. And it's... How do you learn to hear that? Because I think often we just shut it out and think, oh, that's just fear coming in and saying, don't do this, or I shouldn't do this, or you don't want to do that. And that's that inner resistance. Right. Yeah, exactly. So your inner wisdom is the opposite. So your inner wisdom, um, a lot of times people feel in their heart, some people in their gut. For others like me, it's just a ubiquitous knowing. It's always peaceful. It's loving it flows, it's easy, it's always available, but only available in the present moment. So your inner resistance, it's going to tell you things, like you said, how scary the future is, how horrible the past was. It promises that if you just stay put right where you are, someday in the future, things are going to get better. Your inner wisdom is that, that deep breath. It's that everything's okay, not in the future, but right now. I love it. That Mm -hmm. present moment is absolutely the key. It's absolutely the key. Yeah. But we have to, we have to, we have to find that. Right. And so it's, it's not about adding anything in order to access your inner wisdom. It's about slowing down and removing some of the clutter, some of the limiting beliefs some of that inner resistance that shows up. It's about clearing the way so that we can get that deep breath. Definitely. Definitely. So what happens when you surrender to that inner wisdom? Ooh, Kathy, it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I think you said it, it, things flow. Yeah. Life just flows with ease. It's peaceful. It's happy. It's in harmony. You feel good. It's not like a hundred percent of the time, but and if I can put a physical thing on this, um, when personally, when I'm listening to my intuition, um, and I'm flowing and I'm letting the flow happen, everything else just falls into place, whether it's my eating or my physical activity, um, my feeling good about myself and my practice and my muscles are not sore. My, my body doesn't feel stiff and I don't have aches and pains. That's because you're listening to that inner wisdom and, and you're flowing with it, right? 
Yes, absolutely. It's meant to work like that. And when we put up that inner resistance, like you're saying, we at, we pull, hold on to that resistance in our bodies from a physical standpoint as well. Oh, and everything's not working in harmony then, right? So it might be harder to find those little moments of happiness. Yeah, because it's blocked, you know, yeah. like a river. It's just like this chunk that's plopped right down in the center of it. And it maybe didn't quite belong there. So if we can just get that rock out of the river, things start flowing. And th it literally translates to our bodies, which is why having a physical practice can be so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you say no to that inner resistance instead of Oof. and saying well, yes to your inner wisdom? That's a good question. So we're talking about like what is the motivation and, and everybody's motivated differently. Um, but I think universally a little bit of momentum can go a really long way. So if we can just get the courage, the strength to whatever, to surrender, the willpower to, to just do maybe whatever it is you know you quote unquote should be doing for a handful of days in a row, the next handful of days are way easier. Do you do the February challenge yep. at your studio? Yeah. Yep, we certainly so do. Like how easy, how hard is it in the beginning for some people? But yeah. then by like after the first week, everybody's like, this is a lot easier now. Right, I'm actually doing a November challenge right now, just a little mini one. And nice. honestly, I just challenged, um, people to either choose like four or six days because some people four days that's a challenge for them so i want to give them something that they're gonna they're gonna be able to that's gonna be attainable for them um yeah. and it's yeah the first week or so can be pretty challenging um but definitely it gets easier and um, like when I interviewed Sherry Clark, we were talking about how she had to give herself two weeks of practicing and say, you've got to do this two weeks. And then she just knows that's her limit. She will be back in the groove of things and it will be much easier for her. Right. Yep. I love that. Cool. Okay. So how does what you're doing as a life coach um, and with adamantine yoga how does that all bring health, harmony, and happiness into your life? Mm. So having those two titles is such an honor that I feel a responsibility to live that life, right? To lead by example. Um, and through that, these things, health, harmony, happiness, they unfold naturally. It is the most gratifying work to sit with somebody and be able to help them unfold on their own journey, whether it be with adamantine yoga or with life coaching. It just brings everything together. It brings so much joy to my life. In in some ways, it's just a mystery how it all happens. <laughs> I know. I just, you know, I was telling my uh, husband the same thing last night. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, I'm just so excited about this and da 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 da. And it's great. And he's like, You're weird. You are weird. And I'm thinking, No, I don't know. It just fills me. It just makes me so 
full that I can't even hardly take it. And I have to tell you, and I know you're annoyed by me because I don't stop talking, but I have to tell you, it's just amazing. I'm so excited for these people because this is what's going on. Exactly. It's incredible to witness and to experience it. That gives me goosebumps. I'm, you're making me very happy here. <laughs> It's fun to see people thrive and to help them discover what works for them. Yeah, who they are at at our best. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I I interrupted. Carry on. Health, harmony, and happiness. Anything else you want to add to that? That was it. It's It's kind of a mystery how it all happens, but it does. You just keep showing up. Just keep showing up for yourself following, you know breaking down the barriers, removing the chaos and letting that light shine through. And it does its thing. We just have to get out of our own way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that for someone who man is stuck there? How do you help them get out of their own way? That's what that's what they hire you for, right? Right, right. And and again, I can't I can't give anybody anything that's going to do it. It's about they have to discover. That's what I've learned the exactly. most with coaching is that yeah. you just help them discover what exactly. is going to work for them, for their own selves. Exactly. Just sort of holding space, holding yeah. space for them to open up, to be honest, um, offering a slightly different perspective as if it's like a pair of shoes. Just try this on. What about this belief? Yeah. Maybe how does that feel? Does that feel a little closer to your truth? Because sometimes we're in these illusions. We think we know ourselves or what I like, what I dislike, how I am. It was just what I do. It's how I was raised. Like, is that all true? Yes. We just try it on a little bit differently. How's that feel? (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So speaking of working with you, you have some specials that you are going to give to my listeners. And I'm super excited about this. You guys, Allie is a rock star and she's so kind and generous. So would you tell them about what you are offering up? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody listening, I would love to offer you a complimentary one-on-one coaching session. Here's the thing. If you're listening, you probably do yoga it maybe is even adamantine yoga. And that resonates so deeply with me. I'm with you. You're my people. Let's do this. If there's any curiosity that you have, like, what is it like to work with a life coach? How could I better experience life by working with somebody? If you're curious, I don't want there to be any reservations in taking that next step. So for that reason, for those reasons, I'd like to offer that complimentary one-on-one session. And from there, we can see if it's a good fit and, um, and go from there. But no reason not to take advantage, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if, yeah. If, if you would like to take advantage, um, you can check it out at AllieMacadon.com forward slash contact. That's where you can find me. Or you can find me on Facebook, Allie Macadon Life Coach. And just get in touch with me. And the thing is, I I won't be able to offer it indefinitely. Um, So don't hesitate. Let's get started. Right. Right. Um, And I will link to all of her information as well in the show notes page. So it will be there. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share or want to put out there before we sign off? 
just that it's been super, super awesome to connect with you, Kathy. Like, you're doing incredible things. You truly represent what it means to be a community leader, to be an adamantine yoga teacher and practitioner. And I'm really grateful that we've been able to connect. And please just keep on spreading the love and doing incredible things for this community. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Likewise, I'm so super glad that we could make this work and that, gosh, I want to just visit with you more because you have a wealth of knowledge. So I'm excited because now I feel like I get to, I know you a little bit more. So when we see each other the next time, I'm going to be a little bit more comfortable talking with you about what you do. Absolutely. In December, maybe we'll see each other. We definitely will. We will. I will be there. So thank you so much, Allie, and have a wonderful rest of your evening, okay? Thank you so much. I will see you soon. All right. Bye, Allie. Bye. Oh, such good information about aligning and feeling in alignment with your life so that you're living that yoga life and moving with the flow rather than coming up against that resistance. And if you didn't jot down or catch those two key components to identifying or saying no to your inner resistance and yes to your inner wisdom, remember that they are to disassociate from the thought. Whatever thought may be that negative one that's coming up, that's being present in your mind, take a step back, look at it, and ask yourself, is that really real? Distance yourself from that inner voice. And then the second thing, that key component that we all easily have access to is to breathe intentionally. In this present moment, stop, pause, and breathe. Okay, guys, so I'm going to recap her free gift because it is way better than what we actually said in the show. She's offering a complimentary one to one and a half hour coaching session plus 50% off a four session package. All of her details can be found on her Facebook page, which all of this will be linked to in the show notes page, karenyogawellness.com slash episode 17. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening. 